good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Jeff Harding. I'm filling in for Kyle Case, who's out of the office today. Joining me in studio is Michelle Graves. Michelle, how are you? I'm great, Jeff. How's it going today? Doing that was that sounded very. I'm trying to be chipper. You sound a little solemn. I don't know. You all right today? No, well, I'm a, I've been a bit under the weather, as you know. I know. So, so I'm trying to be. I'm trying to have energy. I guess I'm just not making it. Okay, I'm going to help you with that. Well, thank you. you <laughs> You're welcome. So team <laughs> registration has been open, and in fact, some of it's closed. We're closed with softball and volleyball. Yeah, but still sign up because we get a lot of people in on those waiting lists, and so we don't yeah. need to be deterred by that. But we are. Um, Surprised at how quickly things are filling. Right. And then we have some great tournaments and it's going to be a great year. It is. And March 1st is just around the corner and that's when general registration opens. Yes. And we are minutes away from that, aren't we? We are. We are. So, Michelle, do you like to sleep? So much. It's probably my favorite thing. I really appreciate (laughs) sleep. Have you ever thought about what happens while you're asleep? Um, I don't think much about it at all. And I'm one of those people that doesn't really remember their dreams. My husband says I pass out before I say goodnight. <laughs> so you're, you say goodnight in your sleep then? Yeah. Well, I happen to have a list of things that um, let us know what, what actually takes place while we are, while we are asleep. Great. Uh, as you fall asleep, you jerk every time. According to sleep, sleep experts, the degree of the jerk is suggestive of how sleepy you are. So the bigger the jerk more tired your body. And my wife says I'm a bigger jerk when I'm tired anyway. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I need a, I need a drum set in here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Did you know your body temperature goes way down? Ah, makes but sense. When we're active during the day, we burn more calories. So lowering temperature is a way to reduce the burn rate and save calories. It's like how a bear hibernates. Sleep is a survival mechanism. Did you know that you do a full toxic toxin cleanse while you sleep? No. Tell me about that. So when you're asleep, it allows the body and the brain to rejuvenate. In people who don't sleep well, the filtration isn't as effective. So, sleep, so experts say that um, say that uh, that may help explain why people who are sleep deprived go a little crazy because they're not getting the clo- the toxins out. Oh, carry inflammation and some other problems with that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know about the crazy part. Now, this one's very important. You forget useless information. So I think that when I sleep, everything must be useless because I forget everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably useful in in some respects. If you think about it, if you didn't get rid of the junk you don't need, your brain would be full pretty fast. (laughs) Just to give the hard drive on your computer that if you don't keep it it clean, it gets messed, right? Oh, so it's like going through your emails. I gotcha. Your body becomes paralyzed, but your brain is its most active. Yeah, that's what they say. I wish I could remember more. Do you do you remember dreams? Sometimes, I mean, and- a lot of times, if it's, if I wake up just at the end of a dream, I uh, I'll remember part of the dream, and if it's really a bizarre dream, sometimes I wake up and think, boy, I have to remember that because I have to tell my wife because she'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, that's why I wish I'd remember dreams. They're often funny. They're often quite yes, they're <laughs> often quite weird too. <laughs> All your individual cells, not just your brain cells, are being completely repaired. Wow, there's a lot of work going on. There is the restorative process. Uh, takes care of all the brain, all the damage that's occurred during the day. When you don't get enough sleep, the effect doesn't just zap your brain; it impacts your whole body. So that's why you feel a beat up after a few days of not getting enough rest. Your immune, immune, your immune system. Sorry, your immune system is at an all-time high. One study showed that people who received flu shots and were sleep deprived the next night did not create the antibodies required to protect against the flu. So if you're going to get a flu shot, you need to get enough rest the next night. 
Uh, and also when you're sick, you need to get enough That's rest. Right. Some people have trouble sleeping when they're sick. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a Dr. Jordan Stern who said that if he if he gets an upper respiratory infection, he tries to sleep for at least 10 hours to help his body have the time to recuperate and repair. And see, I always wonder, like, do you need sleep or should you just exercise through? I think it depends on the sickness. Well, I think sleep is, is always, it should always be in the mix. Yeah, I agree. Did you know you wake up between five and 15 times per hour? Really? It happens usually. I don't think I do. It says it happens usually <laughs> when you're adjusting and it usually happens so quickly that you don't remember it. Okay. But I, well, do, I definitely don't. I mean, I, I, there are times that I'm, I, I am conscious that I'm, I'm moving. Then I go right back to sleep. But other times I'm, I'm I wake up in a position that's different than the one I went to sleep in. I don't remember. So, And your study says that's normal because I would think that would take away from some of the benefits you've talked about. Well, it just depends on how restless you are, but it does say it's normal. Okay. And then it says you're probably breathing. In fact, most of us <laughs> take for granted during sleep, but <laughs> up to 30% of the people actually stop breathing at night. Yeah. Sleep apnea is sleep a big apnea, problem. Yeah. And if you don't have a CPAP machine, which stands for constant positive air pressure, and you're not sleeping, and you're not breathing while you sleep, it can it can uh, actually uh, be fatal. It says the average age of people with untreated sleep apnea is only 58. So if your partner snores at night, get them tested. Excellent, excellent. So now I've learned you, I've learned a few things. Thank you, Jeff. It's not sleeping isn't as easy as you think. I no, it's hard work. That's why you have to spend so much time at it because okay. you, you have to really perfect it. That's really true. Yeah. You do spend a lot of time at it. So well, more than others. Not that this is going to be a boring or a sleepy show, but we have Dr. Jeff Hicken with us. Yeah, let's hope we continue to boost this energy in this room a little bit, huh? <laughs> no, Dr. I'm Hicken, ready for a nap. Welcome. <laughs> Doing great today, thanks. Dr. Hicken, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, I've been a chiropractor for about 15 years, uh, treated uh, a lot of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, for most of that time, uh, recently moved here to St. George to uh, open a rehab and physical therapy clinic here. And uh, love the area here. Love the outdoor it lifestyle. It's fantastic. What a difference. You go to, from flat to mountains. Yeah. From tornadoes to just wind. Yeah. About 600 feet <laughs> in elevation to 3,000 feet in yeah, elevation. Yeah. So there's so just a few differences. Nice. Yeah. And I understand you also work in conjunction with your brother who's an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Greg, uh, Dr. Greg Hicken uh, is an orthopedic surgeon. But he's great to you, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Or you, you get a lot of Dr. Hickens around the house. So nobody knows who you're talking to. Yeah, that's that's why we kind of go by our first names sometimes in the clinic. Because yeah. somebody says Dr. Hicken, well, which one? Greg, Matt, Randy. There's four of us. So so what did, what, what did you think about the the information we just shared about sleep? So, um, so I actually promote uh, a four kind of four cornerstones of of health and and wellness mm-hmm. and physical activity, and that that is actually one of them uh, is the sleep uh, slash rest um, cornerstone because it's super important. Most of, as you mentioned, most of the recovery and the repair of any damage or you know things like that happens at night when we sleep. Well, just think about it: when your body is really damaged, it goes it puts itself in a coma, which is perma sleep. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Do you have anything that you would add to the to the sleep that we talked about, benefits or things to be concerned about? Well, I think for a lot of people, uh, they have difficulty falling asleep, mm-hmm. uh, number one. Um, a lot of times they're, they're on social media platforms at night or, you know, doing things that kind of enhance their brain activity. And that's kind of counterproductive to getting a, a good night's sleep. So. Yeah. I think for the most part, people have to have to understand that the parasympathetic nervous system, which kind of controls that, needs to be activated in the evening. And you do that by, uh, you know, things like maybe taking hot baths or not eating a big meal or, 
you know, turn, starting to turn down lights and, and things that kind of promote the, the activity of the parasympathetic nervous system to help us sleep. Well, it's interesting because we do that with our children, don't we? We have, we have a bedtime routine. We read them stories. We, we do bath. We read them stories. We, we do Turn things, the lights down. Turn the lights down. Right. We, and then we put them to bed, kiss them goodnight, whatever. And We just don't follow our own advice. We don't. We don't. <laughs> I mean, we're teaching them that, okay, the, we're teaching their bodies, okay, this is time for you to fall asleep. Yeah. So we need to teach our own bodies that it's time to fall yeah. asleep. And, and particularly as we're talking about the senior games for athletes who have high levels of activity and, and they're constantly kind of tearing down, you know, tissues in the body. Right. It's even more critical. So, you know, one thing that I've noticed, and it doesn't happen that often, but at times when I have a really big workout day, like maybe an all day um, race or something like that, I really have trouble turning it off at night, even though I'm really tired. It's kind of like my those muscle fibers will they twitch all night or mm-hmm, something. They mm-hmm. won't shut off. Well, a lot of that has to do with with tissue fitness as well. And so if if you have a, a, a constant and and continuous exercise program and the more fit the tissues are, the less you'll have that reactivity after a big race or something like that. So that means you're not doing it enough. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) it's the exercise in between that really helps out. Okay. That's good to know. Any advice for making that feel better if that's the case or. Well, if, if you, if you have a good uh, program of activity and exercise preparing for those big races, it will probably minimize that. Right. Um, if you if you don't stick to that routine really really well, and you th- you know you have a big race on a weekend or something, you're probably going to have some of that reactivity. So the weekend, diet, diet has the a lot to do with it as well. Effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, kind of, so, Dr. Hicken, you mentioned that you have a four points of, of four cornerstones of health and fitness for seniors, and one was sleep. What is what are some of the others? So the first one is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm kind of big on that. I, I talk with my patients a lot about you know, their diet and so forth. I read a book a long time ago by Dr. Barry Sears, who's a biochemist. And uh, one of the things that he says is that the, that foods are the, are the most powerful drugs that we put in our body. They really are. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly. And so uh, nutrition would be the first one. Second one is exercise. Third one is the rest slash sleep uh, restorative phase. And the final one is, is just mental attitude. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on St. Saint George News Radio, 1450 AM. We're talking with Dr. Jeff Hicken, a chiropractor, and he's with Elite Healthcare. They just, they've just recently come to Southern Utah from, they've opened an office in Southern Utah. They've had one in Dallas. We're talking about the four cornerstones of senior health and fitness. So let's go back and, and, and spend a little bit more time on nutrition. What are some things that maybe uh, seniors are missing out on or should be more aware of as far as nutrition goes? Well, as as our bodies age, our nutritional requirements change, um, just like our sleep requirements change and pretty much everything changes. And so one of the things that, um, again, one of the things that Dr. Sears talks about is is body chemistry. And, um, and nutritionally, we can get pretty much everything we need if we eat properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. The three, the three components of our diet are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And in those categories, there are good proteins and bad proteins, good carbs and bad carbs, and good fats and bad fats. They always have to complicate things, don't they? They do. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the objective would be to identify and isolate the, the, the good proteins, good carbohydrates, and good fats, and just incorporate those in your diet and stay away from a lot of the bad right. stuff. Just quickly, name two or three good proteins, good fats, good carbs. 
and and two or three bad ones so that we so we can get an idea of what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Uh, so among the meats, which are the proteins, uh, turkey is probably the best quality. I love um, turkey. Yeah. Especially on Thanksgiving, right? Anytime, but especially on Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so turkey has a, a really high-quality protein. It's pretty low-fat. Mm-hmm. Um, fish and chicken are probably next, followed by beef, followed by pork. Pork, a lot of people, you know, recommend not really eating pork. It's got some other, you know, bad health effects. But then there's other things like quinoa, which is a, a grain, which has a complete protein, mm-hmm. uh, which is becoming very popular now. And you can incorporate that in your diet pretty easily because it kind of takes on the tastes of things that you cook with it or mix with it. So that's really good. Um, and then among the carbohydrates, uh, the the big difference is that these carbohydrates that we eat all break down into glucose. The right. body extracts nutrients out of them as it metabolizes them, but ultimately it all breaks down into glucose. Right. Okay. So the objective is to eat carbohydrates that break down slowly into glucose. Okay, so that it meets out the 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 glucose into the bloodstream. So they call complex we, carbohydrates. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you don't have the yes. sugar rushes, the highs and right. lows. Yeah. So for example, if you eat a lot of corn products, you mm-hmm. know that's like that's like backing a dump truck up and just dumping sugar into your bloodstream. Oh, but I love corn. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> corn's pretty good. But you know what? You know what ranchers feed their cattle to fatten them up for market? Corn. Corn. Well, right. you think it doesn't? It shows, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so the objective really is to is to you know eat a lot of of vegetables. Uh, those are really good complex uh, complex carbohydrates. They break down generally fairly slowly uh, into into glucose, and they're really nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, there's a lot of information out on the internet about you know good good carbs and bad carbs and so forth. Um, Dr. Sears talks about the glycemic index, and mm-hmm. which a lot of people are kind of getting into now, which is the rate at which carbohydrates break down into glucose. So corn's very high. Things like asparagus and Brussels sprouts and things that people don't generally like are on the low end of the scale. So, the, the, so the what low, I always say, you never end. overeat yes. the good foods. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to worry about it. Yeah, because if they don't <laughs> taste good, you don't want them. <laughs> and then the same thing with fats, too. Uh, fats are essential in our diet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our body uses it to create body chemistry. Um, every All the billions of cells in our body have a fat layer around them. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not getting good fat in our body, um, there's a lot of processes that don't take place, and it's just unhealthy. So you have to look at, at good fats and bad fats. Um, I, I honestly only use olive oil in my house. I don't use anything else. As a good fat. Yeah. It's a monounsaturated fat, so mm-hmm. it's got a lot of heart-healthy uh, components as well. So. Very good. So let's um, let's talk about uh, exercise now. That's my favorite thing. Well, then, good. <laughs> That's your specialty. Yeah, you, it is. You train and rehab a lot of um, elite athletes, uh, and yes. also high school age. Is yes. that kind of your? Yeah, I spent forte? I spent a lot of time working with athletes from high school all the way to the professional level. Um, I've had a couple of athletes here uh, since I've been in St. George that I've worked with um, that have been dealing with injuries and so forth. Mm-hmm. But ex- exercise really is the kind of kind of key component, and and a lot of people don't really understand uh, what true exercise is. Okay, I, I have a lot of patients, a lot of them older patients, and I'll talk to them about exercise, and I'll say, "Do you exercise?" They say, "Yeah, I exercise all the time." Well, what do you do? Well, I, I go out and walk around the block a few times. I'm like, okay, well, what do you do for exercise, right? Because <laughs> there's, there's a difference between cardiovascular health 
mm-hmm. and exercise, which strengthens muscles. Right. Okay. And that, that component is the most important component. Now, as we age, you know, flexibility becomes a huge issue as well. And, and if we understand that flexible tissues are stronger by nature, uh, the more flexible you can become, the, the stronger those tissues are. So, so are there any specific exercises you would recommend? Oh, well, there's, there's I mean, just thousands any, just of different things. Any, any kind of resistance? Yeah, resistance training and weight training are, are the best for building uh, muscle, mm-hmm. okay? But by the same token, and this kind of falls back onto the first cornerstone, which is the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can work out hard, you know, five days a week, but if you don't have the right uh, protein intake, those muscles will never really build the way you need them to build. So right. it's, you know, there's kind of a... A balance there. You need to have good protein intake to get the benefit of the resistance training and the weight training and right. things like that. So you just you mentioned a protein. What do you think about the protein powders out there? Are those good, or should you try to get it naturally from your foods? Uh, they some of them are very good. If you go with a with a protein supplement, um, I think the best one is whey protein. Uh, I would stay away from soy protein uh, unless it's a fermented soy protein. Okay, fermented soy is much easier to digest. Mm. But the majority of people don't don't digest regular soy protein very well. It's interesting. So whey is whey is a significantly better protein. It's a milk protein. It's a lot easier to digest, and, mm-hmm. and it's more bioavailable for the the tissues in the body as well. Great. So now, uh, what about thinking attitude? So that you know, there's there's a lot of thoughts on that. There's a lot of groups out you know out there in the world that that talk about you know positive self talk and things like that. From my perspective, uh, I try to get um, the people that I'm associated with, whether they're athletes or whether they're just patients, to to focus on uh, activities that um, what I call uh, clean out the the brain cells. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, my weekends are are gold to me. Okay, I, I try not to plan stuff on the weekends because I'm out hiking or mountain biking or skiing or you know things like that. And those are the activities that kind of help stabilize the the emotional mental part of of someone's life if you're not doing activities that um that promote mental health uh the stresses of life and jobs and families and things can just overwhelm you so you just have to kind of identify the things that you know that you really like to do that are not uh related around you know the day-to-day stressors that you have and and participate in those right now as is and almost inevitable with all physical activity, there's a chance of injury. Yes. So why don't we talk a little bit about what what to do if you find yourself injured or, I mean, what what, what should you do if you injure yourself or hurt yourself while you're exercising or being active? Well, let me let me, let me me back up for just one second and, and talk a little bit more about the exercise component because there are a lot of things that you can do, especially as seniors, mm-hmm. uh, to avoid injury, Okay. And one of those things, as we age, a lot of times our, our balance mechanisms, you know, start to age as well, mm-hmm. okay? And so a huge component of, of working with senior athletes or senior people is to incorporate balance exercises, okay? Right. Use, you know, wobble boards or BOSU balls or vibration plate technology to, to force the body into um, or force the brain into... Dealing with managing it. the balance portions of uh, of the body better, so that when you're involved in activities, 
uh, you have less risk of injury. So what is a wobble board? Uh, it's Most of them are just round boards, and they've got a kind of a dome thing on the bottom that you can kind of adjust. We have something like that in our health screenings. It really helps. Well, they I are fantastic. I actually knew that. I was just trying to get okay. them to have him talk about it. I wish we could show it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's most of them are just a round uh, piece of plywood, and there's a, a plastic uh, like half ball on uh-huh. the bottom. So it's rounded, so and it and you flat. get you get up on it. You can do exercises with single legs. You can put your foot in the middle and, and get up on one leg and do those, or you can do them with two. And the objective is to be up on it and not let the board touch the floor. But you can incorporate those in a lot of different, uh, lot of different activities, and they're fantastic. Not only for helping balance and coordination, mm-hmm. but for in, for forcing the body into incorporating a lot more muscle groups in your in your exercises and activities. Yeah, right. you really learn stability. Yeah, and, they're fantastic. And where your weaknesses are on a board like that, and they're not expensive to buy. No, or, or even create if or you want create to. yourself. Yeah. Correct. All right. So now, now that we've talked a little bit about that, let's go back and and maybe just talk a little bit about if somebody should find like let's say they sprain an ankle or 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 tweak their their elbow or something. What should they do? Yeah. Yeah. So there are varying degrees or varying severities of injuries, okay? Uh, and if we talk about like sprain strain type injuries, there's usually three grades, um, and grade one being the least severe, grade three being the most severe. Uh, if if And you can kind of tell how bad it is by how much bleeding and how much swelling you have, or, or bruising, I should say, and how much swelling you have. Well, it is bleeding, have. but it's not bleeding inside. Correct. And so uh, if, if someone has that type of injury, if you have a ton of bruising and a, really a lot of swelling, mm-hmm. you probably ought to go see somebody and have it checked out, have x-ray or MRI done just to, to see how much, how extensive the damage is. If it's just kind of, you know, you've got some swelling but not a ton of bruising, mm-hmm. it's probably a grade one, maybe a slight grade two sprain strain. And with those, you do the standard, you know, rest, uh, ice, compression, uh, those types of things, but, um, you know, ice it for just two or three days, mm-hmm. uh, to get the swelling down, um, try and limit the activity in there. Um, uh, and you just have to let those tissues heal. Right. Okay. Now I've heard, I've heard people say ice, heat, ice, heat, or do you, do you do that or just ice? Just cold. So for the first 72 hours, generally you just use ice. Uh-huh. Okay. If there's a lot of swelling. Um, but once you pass, you know, three days or so, then you can start alternating heat and ice. You should always try and do the ice first and then the heat. Mm-hmm. You want to promote the blood flow after you've got the swelling, swelling down. down. Right. Okay? And then uh, after that, um, heat is really the best uh, just to promote blood flow. The tissues heal faster with higher blood flow. And if you put ice on it, you diminish the blood flow. So Right. So so both are important, but it's just keeping them in the pers- proper pers- perspective. And, and using them at the right time. Right. Correct. Very good. Yeah. So we're, 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 this time goes so fast, we're starting to run down in time. What would your advice be to somebody who's sitting on the couch who's not active, maybe consider, what would your advice be to them? Well, sometimes it's very hard, and, and, and a lot of people try and jump from, you know, inactivity to a high level of, of activity really quickly, which is a big mistake, mm-hmm. okay, especially the older you get because you're just, you're just begging for an injury. So the best thing to do is just try to get out and start being active. Activity is the best thing you can do, Okay. Even if it's just walking, okay? I, I know I kind of downplayed walking earlier, but for people who are pretty sedentary, it's a really good way to get started uh, and get outside and start walking, maybe walk their dogs or whatever, and and then gradually get into some kind of exercise program. It, you know, it takes a, a concerted effort, 
to do that. And people just have to be committed to, to increasing their health by by being active. And it's just a commitment you have to make. And it's sometimes it's hard to hard to get going and hard to stick to. Well, that, that's great advice. And we'd like to pre- we'd like to s- give our appreciation, if I can get it out of my mouth, to Dr. <laughs> to Dr. Jeff Hicken for spending some time with us. I'm sure you'd be willing to help anybody that might have some issues in your, in your clinic. And they can find you on the internet, I'm sure. Yep. Elite Healthcare. And uh, Michelle, that was a good show. I was. That was a lot of information just jam-packed in there. So I know you were quieter than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give you the opportunity, Jeff, to well, well, thank come you. alive. Thank you so much. No, Dr. Hicken had some really good pointers, and we had a lot of good information to talk about. And we have a lot of athletes that, you know, really are great um, at staying active in their latter years. Yeah, they really we are. see them at our games just achieving great things. So we're, we're excited. Yes. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to us today. Remember to join us each and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on Fox News, excuse me, on St. George News Radio, 1450 AM. You can listen to this or any of our other shows at www.seniorgames.net, or you can also subscribe to our podcast. Just search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life in Google Play Store or iTunes and subscribe. And uh, if you have any comments or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to activelife at seniorgames.net. Our quote for the day comes from James Dean. He says, dream as if you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today. Until next time, stay active, everyone. Bye-bye.